This episode of United 96 is brought to you in part by Monday Development and Property Management. Whether you're beginning your first real estate purchase or a seasoned investor, Monday Development and Property Management can assist you with all aspects of the process. Kick off your next investment by visiting mundydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RQ Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here. John here, fresh, fresh from our excursion, excursion, a little excursion down to, uh, down to, down to Atlanta. We're, we're refreshed. No, we're actually, I think most of us are probably tired. Monday work Monday was a little bit of a drag. Let's just say that. So long travels. It, it feels very weird to do like to be in one place and then travel down, stay there for a day. It feels like almost like a whirlwind. And then you kind of get back and you're like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to cook lunch for tomorrow. I just, I just don't want to do anything. I'm kind of used to it, but it's it sucks. <laughs> yeah, you're you. the one. You're the you're the traveling. Uh, I, I don't know if you can speak what your work is, but you're you're the you're the big traveler here in the in the group. <laughs> yeah, my work my work is a big secret, particularly if you follow me on anything I talk about <laughs> on social media. But it, either way, by the way, this is it's a historic day. Ted and I hanging out in yes. person at a game on the road. Never has happened before. Of which you abandoned me for like most of the second half. So I, well, I was with my dad. So I guess it wasn't. I wasn't alone. Yeah, I would, yeah. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna hone in on your father son bonding <laughs> time. That was that was planned long before I even realized there was a game out going on. But but yeah, I would ask you how your weekend was. But we spent some we, of it together. So I I I was also I also went and did a uh, Washington Nationals game and saw a loss, two losses this weekend. So I was a uh, I was really getting the full DC experience on the road. Yeah, man. Uh, but that stadium, that stadium was pretty cool. But uh, Mercedes Benz, and we'll talk about that, was uh, much much cooler. It's the it's very very cool. Yeah, we'll I like we'll it. get into the experience a little bit. But yeah, we both. But by case you couldn't catch up on everything, both John and I traveled down to to Atlanta, um, and it was it was an experience. I'll, I'll I'll speak a little bit before we get into the stadium. I want to talk a little bit about so about the uh, I we do I got a little brief tailgate experience. Uh, so there was a a section of the stadium. Um, a section of the stadium kind of off to the sort of down the road a little bit. Um, it was a little bit of a walk to get to. Um, we also hung out with James, who was the former Screaming Eagles president, watched the went to a Hard Rock Cafe there what, what, that wasn't very crowded and was able to check out the uh, uh, to check out the Champions League final. Um, but we walked down and uh, the, the amount of nice people that I ran into <laughs> in Atlanta, like just, I, we already were making ourselves pretty known that we were like DC fans, but just like extremely nice, like willing, wanted to know where we came from, talking us up, everything. And then of course, then they whooped us three one. So it made it, and they were so nice about it, which just makes it like even worse. Like, can they, can they just yeah, be a little bit more upset? Like, or a little bit more like you were very hyper after that goal. You were, you were very, very, you were very <laughs> animated. And, and the man behind you said, it's early. And that's all he said. And I will say that if you did that with me on the road in Toronto, you would have gotten punched in the in the, in the the jaw probably by the crazy people that were in front, around the supporter section. So, correct. They are – Southern Southern hospitality is not a is not just a cliche. It's also true. It was funny enough because James – I think James, uh, former screening of the press, like, who was the more emotional? I thought about him. Like, well, I think we're both pretty. I was like, no, it's me. It's me. It's definitely me. I get, I get, I get energized. I get energized in the stadium. I feel the energy. He does. He does. He feels it. He's like a. He's like a. <laughs> I don't know. A vacuum of energy. Yeah. But so I didn't get to. I, I was planning to go to the tailgate, and then I parked what I thought was very close, and then it was like it will take you thirty five <laughs> minutes to walk there. I was like, 
All right. So not well, doing they, that. Going to go to the well, scene. The only other criticism I have is they shut it, they shut it off at like 530. And I think it's because they were I think they, they have a march to the stadium that they do. So I think they like they cut it off so that they can have time for people to gather themselves and then go do it. So it was like pretty much like we got there. I thought oh, we'll get there around five. Maybe we'll hang out tailgate for an hour. Then we'll go to the game. Like and they're like, nope, sorry. By the way, 530. We are done with selling done, done, done with the alcohol. So um, get it now. And and so, yeah, we did that a little bit. Um, let, let's uh, let's get into the, the stadium experience, which I, I mean, yeah. I know it, like you, you see it on TV. It's one thing to see it on TV. It's another thing to um to, to witness it. So I wonder if we can maybe compare and contrast, I guess a little bit, the, the different, like it's not, not a fair comparison between that and DC games, but maybe like, like some of the things we liked about it, some of the things we think maybe DC could pull up. I think there are some things yeah. in that whole um, presentation, uh, you know, in the stadium that I think uh, DC could certainly pull off. We'll start with you. Give, give it your thoughts on it. Your, what, what stuck out to you about that? The thing that sticks out to me and the thing I keep talking to other people about is the, exceedingly affordable price of concessions, which was a choice. And it's also one that's been lucrative, lucrative for the club. Arthur Blank said, I'm going to make things very cheap here so that people buy more stuff and then I'll make more money anyway, which is what has happened apparently according to, you know, recent history, but uh refillable souvenir cup, $4 popcorn, $2 hot dog, $3 chicken tenders, $6. Uh, I don't know that I can ever go to Audi field again and buy a $10 souvenir <laughs> cup. Don't know I can do it. Don't think I can do it anymore. I, I think that's out now. Uh, other thing I liked, first of all, obviously the building is uh, immense and imposing as you walk up to it. it. I said it looked like the Death Star. Um, the the roof, the aperture roof thing is very, very cool. The 360 uh, board, board that shows multiple angles of a replay at once while the game is going on. Just spoilt for, for options is very cool. <laughs> I kind of want to see a game at at, at a at a, what's his face in Dallas. The, the, some, some really futuristic spaceship. To give you a sense of how of how massive this uh, massive this scoreboard is, it can not only show the live action in full, like you can see it. It can then it then can just like, section off a little part of the screen. Is like, all right, here's the replay, but we're not going to take you away from like the live action and everything. Um, and an ad, and 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 like a thing about the supporters group, like all at once. Just amazing. Crazy. So, I mean, obviously the game, just the, the way, you, so we, we kind of sat around, you know, we, we got there, I'd say about hour, hour and a half early. Um, so you are, it was, yeah, it was about 90 minutes early um, to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the team like arrives, number one, number one thing I think DC could replicate a little bit. I think they could figure out a way to do this is they have, they have sort of the team arrives into the stadium, all wearing matching suit and tie suits suit and tie you know i don't know if they meet somewhere and then they drive in they bus in whether that's part of the experience i know for for dc you know we always get the, the video of the players arriving but the fans are there to greet them i think that's a really cool experience the the fans also then come in and sign you know the big golden spike um so there's a lot of like you know videos of that just kind of little things like that i don't think dc needs to do something like that i mean that that part to me maybe felt a little a little uh, a little contrived, I guess, is how they do it. Like, I mean, it is, I'm sure it makes sense for them. Um, but just as the game kind of opened up and we were kind of sitting there, we're like, man, it doesn't seem like there's really that big of a crowd. But it filed in and it filed in quick and it was loud. Um, it, it, it really felt like just a completely different experience from what you see it like it and it honestly I, the most the biggest thing for me is like you know i know the primary tenant of that stadium is still the atlanta falcons like they are the 
big team. They they fill that 70,000 seats. NFL is still king. But walking around that stadium, you didn't feel it didn't feel like it was oh, the Atlanta Falcons stadium with hey, here's Atlanta United. It felt very much like it, this yep. was Atlanta United Stadium. Um, all of it was was really cool. They had the DJ thing again, a little that, that for me is a little on the hokey side. That feels a little a little contrived, but hey, it, it works for them. And I think it uh it certainly made the game feel less like I'm going to a soccer game, but I'm going to an experience that also has a soccer game in it. But which I think is where you want to be if you want six, you know, to fill a stadium. There aren't enough people in the world to have like a pure, no contrivance, no like just soccer experience solely like we're we're gonna have no djs we're gonna have no music it's just gonna be chants and drums you're not allowed to do anything that's not pure to the soccer enjoyment i love that they don't care about that the thing i wanted to point out is the video sort of build up dc does fine it does fine they do a good job it's whatever it's on one small screen it's gonna look how it's gonna look the michael parker's video that talked about sort of the legacy of the team the the history of the jerseys the, the the makeup of the city, the makeup of the supporters groups. Obviously, the budget is unlimited for or nearly or not unlimited, but certainly very extensive for for media stuff. But it was it was entirely different. Like it was it was just night and day as far as how the feeling you got as a even as an opposing fan. You're like, oh, I, I got do I like Atlanta United now? I don't know. I got maybe I maybe I have feelings about Atlanta United. They did just a phenomenal yeah. job. And it's something that can be done. And I liked, uh, not only did they, they, they get there ahead of time and sign autographs and stuff in their suits. They also walked across the field to the locker room from mm-hmm. the bus. So for the people that were there early, you could do that. Um, the stadium doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles really like it's just a big round. It's a round bowl with a cool, the cool ceiling basically. Um, they're, I think they're building more of the luxury the seating options or whatever, but that doesn't really matter, but go see a game there. They do. They put on a great show. The turf sucks, but <laughs> clearly that doesn't bother them too much. Yeah, I mean, that is the one thing I, I, I you know, I think that both them in Seattle, it's like if they could just just convince if they could just convince the um, uh, the the owners to maybe figure out a way to roll out a grass field on there. We'll, we'll see what happens. We might get a little bit into the talk about a player that might force um, that might force some turf. Uh, some turf in there in, in, in a certain Argentine. Yeah, um, let me, let me <laughs> check my notes. His name is Lineal Messi. Yeah, never heard of him. I think so. we gotta, we gotta check the pronunciation. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to check that out. Um, anyway, let's, let's do it. Do, uh, now it's been a while since we've been here. Do we want to touch yeah. a little bit on the Miami game before we get into the Atlanta game? Other than it was a nasty game. I do think a lot of some people need to maybe chill out on DC United against 10 men. Um, I would argue that, yes, you should, if you go down, if you go up a man early for 85 minutes, you should find a way to win the game. I don't really care how you do it. And if you do it with a crab walk goal from uh, Donovan Pines and a and then a nice finish from Benteke, but I think the crab walk goal will get. I wanted that to be like that. That was like the winning goal I think this game deserved. Um, but it's it's really difficult. I always say like 10 men is like a blessing and a curse at the same time. Uh, because if you give the time, the team time to adjust and Basically, Inter Miami just threw out uh, a defender, swapped swapped in a defender for an attacker, bunkered the whole game. Um, and DC's not a team, you know, they need almost those those odd man matches. Those, uh, you know, need that press. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit in the in the Atlanta game. Um, you know, you almost need those types of things to to really kind of get things um, 
to get the, to to get things going. And and when you're sitting against a team that's packed in, um, it can be very difficult to break them down. Um, and this is somebody who watched his local team suffer a crushing defeat in the playoff games of ten men. Not fun, not fun. But uh, two one two one win for DC. Uh, let's let's jump into the to last week's game, which was. Um, which was Atlanta, Atlanta United, DC L- losers in this game, three to one. Um, let's, I, I guess, let's start. Let's break down. Um, let's break down. Maybe Hold go on. ahead. I want to read a quote quickly yeah, before you ahead. move on about Don- Donovan Pines's goal. Uh, I'm, I didn't see this until just now. Uh, asked about how his goal went, he said, "I put my left my lo- my left long leg out, and I was trying to just get it on target, but it hit the side of the post, and then I hit it again with the inside of my thigh. And it was just me and Drake trying to fight for resistance." And because of the physics, an object in motion will stay in motion unless it acted on equal or outside force. Newton's first law. The ball has to get somewhere, get out somewhere, kind of like plate tectonics or conversion boundaries, divergent boundaries. Something is going to have to happen a certain way. I knew somehow I will try to manipulate the variable, which is Drake, uh, and try to do something. So Diamond Pine's using all of his science words uh, to, to talk about that goal. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I just want <laughs> I didn't see that, and that was interesting to me. So, uh, yeah, let's talk to the game that we actually saw in person. I just saw in person. DC United. Uh, so, I mean, the game kind of opened up, I would say, about the first half. I mean, I would say this game finished 3 1. I, I don't think DC United, I think they had some pretty key breakdowns, which we've seen this kind of be. This reminded me a lot of sort of early, uh, early 2023 DC United, where we saw these games where they're like, well, they didn't play poorly. Like they, they had some bad individual performances. We'll get into a little bit about Tyler Miller. You know, they had some some rough performances there sort of, but they were just kind of key breakdowns. And I think they were exposed for the fact that uh, currently they have three of their top choice uh, wingbacks in Andy Nahara, Ruan and Mohamed Jazi uh, currently not able to play. They had Santos out there, who is probably still a starter, but I think he's starting to show his age. Uh, and Jacob Green, who uh, I think... Everybody's going to talk about Tyler Miller. I think Jacob Green was kind of exposed in this game. But it started out with DC, I think, looking a little bit more on the front foot. There were a couple a couple maybe nervy moments um, on the defensive side of the ball. But I thought DC had some chances and they had some opportunities. They had some build-up play. I don't, I don't think either team looked really 100% comfortable. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they started the game poorly. And then of course we get to the, we get to the goal and let's, you know, let's jump to that. Unless, unless there's anything else you want to add about sort of the, the opening moments of the game. No, I thought they, I thought they were pressing pretty well on certain times. I thought that they were definitely trying to, uh, they were definitely targeting fullbacks. Mm-hmm. We saw that again, because of Atlanta United's very awesome in-game presentation, they had, uh, attack zone breakdowns in the stadium for you to see where the ball was going the most amount of time. Again, Audi field could never, uh, why not? That's why I'm glad you mentioned that's another thing. Come on, give give us the, give us the stats. You can, you can interlace, you can find some room. I think you can interlace between advertisements, but another hit over there. Stats nerds. Yeah, no, that's right. Just put it on the list. It's a to do, to do list for the uh, DC folks. Get a, get a big enough, Tron get a bit enough jumbotron. Um, but yeah, they were definitely hitting, hitting, hitting the, the links The the first goal doesn't really sort of comes from that. It's a, it's a long ball over the top, uh, falls to the, the Atlantic Greek striker, um, whose name I, I will not attempt to pronounce, um, on the show. Nope. Giamakis, yeah, Giamakis, I think I don't is, know. is <laughs> I, I love, I was watching the highlight, I guess the Apple TV highlight show and, uh, boy was boy were the subtitles struggling with, <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with with that with that name um, over the top, uh, obviously. So we've talked a lot about 
with Tyler Miller um, playing up, playing off his line, you know, when would there be potentially a, a, a point where he plays up, he makes a miss and it ends up leading to a goal. Um, and it happened. Uh, he comes out of his box, tries to make a play on the ball, sort of, sort of at an odd angle. I, I, I know he wants to go out, but I, I think this was, this was the wrong call. Um, especially mm-hmm. if you didn't have any type of defensive player that you think you could, you could get there. You have to either win that ball or that very well could, is going to go in the back of the net, which is ultimately what happened. You know, Gamakis is a great striker. He's at a bad angle. You have reinforcements that are trying to run in. It might still have been a goal if he gets on that ball, turns and, and goes towards goal. But I think you're a little better suited coming at him, coming at, at that angle than you going out and trying to um, trying to make a play. He slotted that, though, in about a, a hole the size of a soccer yeah. ball. Basically, he he got he put that exactly where he needed to do. So that, you know, fair play to him. I, Miller did not need to do that. He took a bad angle. But as we've all been saying, matter of time, uh, unfortunately, that was not his only boo-boo. Yeah. Uh, this game yeah the uh the second goal i think well let's get in before we get into that let's get into the the one good moment we had in this game um which was a uh, uh a little bit of uh, a little bit of pressure from dc that uh, where chris durkin they you know atlanta kind of wins the ball they're pushed up uh both uh benteke and funtas kind of slip out behind um and uh basically durkin does a nice job to win the ball uh, by the way i, I think the two players I thought that played pretty well in this game, and it were Chris Durkin and um, and uh, and Donovan Pines. I thought Donovan Pines had some big moments where this game could have been maybe a little bit worse if he he doesn't make some key tackles, uh, some key interceptions. I thought he was he was pretty good in this game. Um, none of the goals you could really point to him and say, "Oh yeah, that's that's on you, buddy." Uh, I don't know. I'll go back and see who was maybe supposed to be marking um, Tyler Wolf on the third goal, um, but. But basically, the the goal the the win comes from Chris Durkin plays in uh, Taxi Funtos. You have Taxi, you basically a two on one with the goalkeeper. You have Taxi Funtos and Christian Benteke running towards the ball, and I sort of stood up and I was like, "Oh, please, please, Taxi, just 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 slot it, slot it over to Benteke. He's right there. He's right there. Uh, he's just and if you're going to take that shot, you got to score it. And he takes the shot and he scores. Uh, so DC kind of gets right back in the game. Um, halftime going into one one. Personally, I was feeling like, all right, I think we can I think we can see this out. Um, you know, yes, we there was I think there was another moment too. I believe O'Brien hit the crossbar. Yeah, O'Brien took a also. deflection, hit the crossbar. I mean, if that goes in, maybe we are looking at an entirely different game. Um we are. All all things considered. Yeah. But one one, like I was feeling pretty good. I was like, all right, I think we're we're managing it. We had one bad mistake. We had basically two bad mistakes from both teams that kind of cancel each other out. 45 minutes. Let's see who can go out and, and uh, who can go out and maybe grab the win or, or grab the point. Um, Ted, Ted is going to very quickly describe that Tyler Miller goal while I run upstairs, like, like the wind and uh, say goodnight to my daughters. <laughs> Talk slowly. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, the, the Tyler Miller goal, obviously the second goal was, uh, I think first and foremost, um, Tyler Miller doesn't do a good job with it. He, uh, he sort of tries to play the cross. He tries to, um, he tries to uh, basically cheat a little bit, uh, but I think the first point of mistake comes from uh, Jacob Green, who, in my mind, is pushed a little bit too much, a little too much into the onto the left side. He's not sort of maybe playing a little bit wider where he needs to be. I know he's trying to stay compact. Uh, ball goes over the top of Gutman. Gutman goes on a on basically a breakaway down the near side, uh, and Tyler stands right there, and I think the ball goes right to him or makes him play the cross. 
And I think the the ball goes uh, the ball goes right to him. The shot goes right to him. Maybe he gets a deflection off of it. Uh, but I think he tries to play the cross, and then he kind of almost dives out of the way. Uh, Gutman slots it home, two uh, one. Uh, so kind of a I, I think a really kind of off night, um, a really kind of rough rough go of it uh, for uh, for Tyler Miller um, in goal. So I, I think it's a moment. I think we talk about him. I think this is probably his weakest game. This was maybe what we all feared uh, with this team and this goalkeeper is that, you know, we were getting a guy who maybe wasn't ready. Um, I think it's going to be on Wayne to cause him to shake it off a little bit um, because <laughs> as John rejoins, hang on, I'm reconnecting. Yeah. John's re- going to rejoin the, uh, <laughs> rejoin the, the, the broadcast. Um, but yeah, but Tyler Miller leans in probably trying to play the cross, probably trying to do that. Makes a mistake. Uh, so kind of the second goal, I, I think maybe he certainly deserves some blame. I think he could have positioned himself better and to make the save. Uh, but I think also Jacob Green deserves a little bit of criticism because, uh, again, he gets kind of beat on that breakaway. And if he stops that, we don't even have that moment. So She was not – it wasn't even worth it. She was mad that I <laughs> – <laughs> and now I'm very out of breath from four sets of stairs. Yeah, so it was bad, and he uh, got a John Kempen-like 2.9-foot mop score, so he should feel real bad. Yeah. And you know, Wayne called him out. He said the the first mistake is the one I predicted, him him saying myself. He's like, it's turf. Be careful. Uh, he said the second goal was a goalkeeping mistake, and the goalkeeping coach can speak to that one. So. Yeah. Like that one. Yeah, so I... I... Yeah, it's tough. He didn't have a good game. You know, I get you got to hope you can bounce back from that. Um, I think the next game coming against RSL, if he comes out and looks like the way he has, uh, then I think no worries. It's a it's it's just a game where you're off. I think that a moment like that, I think, is always it is interesting. Though. I think a moment like he had on the first goal, he knew it was his mistake. And then I think your confidence gets a little rattled. And it even actually, I think, even contributes a little bit on the third goal. Uh, which again is a ball. I think again to Andrew Gutman, left side, completely beating Jacob Green. Uh, Jacob Green doesn't get anywhere close to it, and then it's slot over into the middle. Uh, nicely played ball over for uh, for Tyler Wolf, who slots it in, ruled offside, and then it, there is a uh, there is a VR review. I want to go back to that. Like I I, I feel like. It was the if it, the VAR was it called like was it looking at the first because I thought the. First one had was the closest to being offside. Andrew Gutman was very, very close to being offside. In fact, I looked at it and said, I'm not sure that's like clear and obvious that he's technically onside. I'm kind of surprised that one got overturned. Again, I'm biased, so maybe I'm probably wrong, but <laughs> was this, I thought it was the player who put the ball in the net. And if that that was looked very much onside to the blind eye in person. So it might maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe it was the first Another player. thing to mention too, I think on both goals, on both goals. Steve Birnbaum, who, by the way, makes her starting returns in the starting. Uh, he holds on side. I think he deserves maybe a little bit of blame, too, on both goals three and goals uh, goal two holds uh, the attacker on side. If he's pushed up a little bit, uh, then Andrew Gutman's offside. If he pushes up a little bit again, also Andrew Gutman is offside. He is he is at fault for holding them on side. Um, so I, I think Steve Birnbaum has been a lot stronger. I know he gets a lot of criticism from several fans um, who, you know, Maybe rightly so. Don't think he's worth the money. I'll be curious to know what his new contract is uh, when that when that gets signed. Whether whether there's any sort of um, maybe reduction on his part to give him more years. We'll see what that's all about. Um, but you know, I think it's he his first start, his first return did not cover himself in glory. And and I look to you know 
where is he on the offside line and why? Because we, I think what we've seen from this team with Williams, Pines, and Paulson is they've been very much in sync and very much on the same page uh, defensively. And it looked like maybe Birnbaum was a little bit out of out of step um, with with the rest of the team. I don't know. Any, any other thoughts you have about the the two goals this team gave up and three? three. Sorry, three goals. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I was thinking more second half. We already covered the first half, though. So. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. No, I mean. I, uh, Wayne said that after the second goal went in, he thought that we were never going to come back. And that was the feeling of the fans. Watch the 14 of us that bought tickets that were there in person as well. I think um, they weren't a threat to score after that second goal. Uh, they just Atlanta really took control to squeeze, squeeze the game. Uh, it's just, it, I think that the, there also is a real problem with all the injuries that have occurred. The depth on the bench. Yeah. Is nil. No one's making it. No one's changing anything with a, with a substitution. Yeah, even I mean, you have to look at the subs. He made what two subs? I think he made two subs. He made Fletcher and Dahomey. Those were his two subs. And this is a Ben Olsen like reason why? Because look at the rest <laughs> of the players that he could, they could have brought in. There isn't. There was he, no. There was no nothing in the in the cupboard there to do anything. He is with. absolutely not. He does not. And, and look at all the subs that Atlanta made. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. And you know, take you to Pietro. Obviously, picked up an ankle injury. He's hurt. He is maybe the one attacking player. Dahomey, I'll, you know, maybe once in a, you know, he, he certainly brings something a little different. I won't call him a complete waste. Uh, and Christian uh, and Christian Fletcher is 16, 17. I think this undersold. I think a lot. I, I've had some people come to me and, and talk about, oh, the team needs defensive help. I'm like, I think defensively we're fine. I mean, I think we're, we're yeah, we need, we need, we need another, we need more danger. Yeah, we, we need, we need somebody that can actually be a game changer off the bench. Um, and I think the team has, I think the moves they made probably have allowed them to keep enough cap space. Uh, they have the opportunity to hopefully buy down Ravel Morrison's contract, which is probably still maybe a weight on this team into bringing in somebody else. I, I hope I hope that there are moves that they maybe were looking to make before the window couldn't get to it. If this team can get some more attacking help in this team and some actual contributing attacking con- contributing attacking help. I think we might have some here. Hey, the team, uh, was it uh, Miami? I think just waved Robbie Robinson. Maybe look at bringing him in. I don't know if you can pick him up on waivers. Maybe bring somebody in to give something different. And that's just me. So I don't know if uh, if, if Robinson's a, a necessarily a good a good player. I know he was a high draft pick. It didn't really, hasn't really worked out for him in Miami. Uh, but the team needs to figure out something. They, they need some sort of person they can bring on death because it seems very clear. If, I, if I'm Eric Hurtado, I'm like, why did I even bother to come here? Like, it's it's very clear that Wayne does not, Wayne does not trust me. I think he gave him a couple looks and said, nope. Not not going to be not going to be an option. Not going to cut. Yeah, so, I think you know. I thought we said the bench was bare. We've got a game coming up against Real Salt Lake. We've got no Taxi Funtas who's playing for mm-hmm. Greece, and Ted Cutipietro is probably still injured. Yeah. Maybe he'll maybe he'll make maybe he'll make the He's bench. He's questionable. I, I I would I would yeah. I would bet I would bet he. I I think the reason they probably maybe they could have played him, but maybe the reason they held out on him was because. Let's not risk it on turf. You know, we've got taxi this week. He's going to be gone for the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe there's some roster management there. I, I, I would I would expect him to play. This is just to say that there just like there was nobody on the bench to save the game this this last weekend. There will not be this weekend either. Yeah. So you got to really hope that this team does not go behind, because if you're chasing the game and needing goals, it's not. It's probably not going to be the case for this team, unfortunately, right now. I, I, I'm wondering how active they're going to be in this window. You've got Lewis O'Brien likely going the other direction. They're going to have to figure out. Probably Chris Durkin is the is the odds-on favorite to replace sort of whatever he was bringing to the to the to the team. 
it will be an approximation. It will certainly not be a one for one, uh, you know, copy of what was what was being happening. But they they need that. They need attacking help. Tom Tom and, Bogart seemed indicating that the team um, today on extra time seeing that the teams are discussing an option uh, to maybe retain Lewis O'Brien. I don't know. Take that. Take that for great. what it is. <laughs> take that. Take that for what it is. Um, I think he's probably just reading what that was. Goff's that was Goff's exact language about what was happening. Uh, after they got promoted, that they were that they began discussion of a of a potential. Well, they got they retained. So, they get promoted. They they stayed stayed pat in um in uh in the Premier League. That uh, they were not relegated. So I think that was maybe what the discussions began. We'll see. I mean, again, I think I think the best we can hope for if if we want to keep him here is a loan for the rest of the season. Um, and then yeah. maybe then you explore if there is a purchase option. Maybe there's a DP spot that opens up. <laughs> Who knows? I think we just need to be happy with what we got. Yeah. I think if we get him to the end of the year, be like, all right. You've done your time. You've done your time here on Alcatraz. You can go back now. You can go back and do what you want to do. We'll see. That's fine. And, and if he uh, leaves, so I mean, he opens up an international slot, and then you almost have you have to find somebody else. You got to find a replacement for him, and you got to find some other sort of attacking help because um, he's a starter. He does. I, I think he was a bargain though. I think because of the sort of nature of the contract, I'm not sure what he's on, but I, I don't think it's very much yeah. money. So like, you're definitely not going to find value for the dollar on on that on that contract. But either way, uh, Victor Paulson also called up. Uh, Hayden Sargis apparently was recalled from. Go ahead, you you guys tweet about this. Was recalled from Loudon in the midweek as well. I'm not sure. about Yeah, that, that coming from our our next in line, uh, our next in line uh, on our podcast network, uh, the Two Loud Adams guys calling, um, formerly Two Loud Adams podcast, uh, calling in and saying that they apparently they're hearing that Hayden Sargis will be returning. Uh, very interesting that it's him and not Akinboni. I guess maybe they're they're thinking more long term project with Akinboni. He's getting starts minutes. Yeah, I think they've treated Sargis for much like a guy. Yeah, so they just need a body, and this is what they'll yeah, do. Yeah, it's not. It wouldn't be expected for him to start. You're going to have Williams, Paulson, and Pines basically in that in that three center back pairing. But I mean, if Burnbaum, uh, Bur- yes, yeah. yeah. So Williams, uh, sorry, yeah, Williams, uh, Burbaum, and Pines into that in in that sort of uh, three back center pairing, and then you have Brent Heinzeik on the bench, who's yet to make a significant appearance. I don't know. Take that for what it is, as far as what his what his yeah. what his status is, uh, and where the team thinks he's at. Um, but yeah, so uh, game against Real Salt Lake. Hopefully things. Uh, hopefully this team turns it around, gets the win. I, I think what we've learned with this team, and and there's a lot of I, I'm finding with a lot of losses. Like everybody's like, like the amount of dunking and the amount of like poo pooing of this team from the fans. I'm like this team is what it is. It, they are. Between they are chasing that ninth or eighth playoff spot. Um, anything higher than that is probably gravy at this point. Um, do I think they can mm-hmm. still potentially cheat that? We'll see what the summer window brings. If they go out and get players that can contribute and can show that they can, you know, hit on some of the players like they have, I think, from some of the other international signings. If some of those players pan out, things go well, I think maybe we can achieve a little more. But I think we have to reckon with the fact that this is where the team is. And we'll see we'll see if this is a building block to next year or, or a, uh, or a flash in the pan. Um, I don't think there's any, any qualms about this team, maybe other than maybe making, making the playoffs and then anything can happen in the playoffs, but we're probably looking at, maybe we're lucky to get to that sort of first round uh, and get that home game uh, in, in front of, in the best of three series. So um, amazing to be seen, I guess how, how this team does for the, for the, for the rest of the year. But I, I think, I think this is, I think we're kind of where we are right now in eighth is kind of where we belong at this point. Um, with the team mm-hmm. right now, I just want, I want more wins and losses. Like we just seem to be hovering around this, like wins and losses. Um, um, I, beat, beat the teams below you. 
Try to draw the teams above you. Just keep it, keep it close. Take advantage, take advantage uh, of the teams out west coming coming eastbound, and, and make sure you're getting those games as well. So, um, you know, I think uh, RSL are a slightly probably where we are, like an average team. They've got a big DP signing in Chicho Arango, um, who can't play till July, obviously. Um, good for us yeah, there. good for us there, absolutely. Um, and I think maybe they'll probably have some international clubs. We are not as badly hit as some other teams as far as um, as far as international clubs are, although. Our our irreplaceable number ten, unfortunately, <laughs> or eleven, is is that's, one of those players. Unfortunately, that we're losing. True. That. That's the, that's the tough part. Uh, someone gonna, someone we'll disagree with someone disagree with you on that. Yeah, I think they're wrong, <laughs> uh, but they can but they can certainly think that. We're gonna do some around the league stuff uh, before we get to the one thing that everyone cares about. Did you see the Zellerion goal from Oof. from midfield in stoppage time to beat the fire? Ridiculous at at Chicago. Ridiculous. Just. Just banana. Imagine Rooney scoring the chip, but scoring it in the 93rd minute to win the game. The one that he did against Orlando. Like, just <laughs> wild stuff. Wild, wild stuff. All right. Let's talk about that thing that everyone. Okay. Ted, tell me if this is your experience. Have you received 20 messages from non soccer following people? Like, <gasps> did you did you know about this? Is he going to be at DC? Is Should I buy tickets to that game? Has that been your that, experience? Or has that just been. Just that me? really hasn't been my experience, honestly. I, I haven't gotten too many outside. Um, outside messages. So many so people. Many. I, I've <laughs> so been, I've been many for people. you, so many people. But I think my my uh, my friend groups revolve a lot around soccer, so a lot of them, um, a lot of them already know, so to speak. Um, and there are the, the, the ones that don't uh, don't really care. So it's kind of that type of t- type of thing. <laughs> no in between. Yeah. Well, so what we're talking about, of course, is uh, that that guy that that world's most famous soccer player and most famous athlete, Lionel Messi. Uh, still not confirmed to sign yet, theoretically this week, uh, but we'll be playing most likely for Inter Miami for the rest of it, this year around a two and a half year deal. I mean, the momentum is basically all on all on his side. They're working out some some. I think they're working out the final parts of the deal. Uh, I believe Doug Doug McIntyre actually uh, over at Fox has had a lot of good reporting on this. I think um, let, let's. I want to. I want to. I want to first talk about. I guess the the nature of the deal and. I've been on Twitter using the Twitter the Twitter hashtag sort of uh, responding <laughs> responding to the uh, to some of the tweets uh, because the, the the big complaint coming from the uh, the MLS crowd is oh well the owners are contributing to bringing in Messi and is it is I, I mean I'm I, it's really not true um, I think a lot of the nope. good reporters the uh, the Paul Tenorios the uh, Tom Boger to the world have said no the the owners are not they're not like signing over a check and signing over money um, in fact the one thing I think maybe they were drawing this from is the Adidas <coughs> the Adidas uh, the Adidas percentage of sales in the uh, season pass which I think I think is a large part of this. And, you know, even I was like, well, that's not really if it's coming out of MLS's take of this of the season pass deal. What it actually sounds like it's coming out of is actually coming out of Apple. Uh, uh, Doug McIntyre reporting that basically Messi's team has sort of approached Apple and said, look, we're going to be signing for Inter Miami. We know what you have as far as this Apple TV package and how you're selling games. Uh, we want to cut of that and we'll and we'll definitely come to, to Inter Miami. Um, By the way. That is some amazing sports agent. Yeah, that is a, that is a phenomenal job. Uh, if that also the fact that the contract has not been signed yet, it, it makes me kind of wonder. So like basically like I've decided that I want to do this. We've had having conversations for a while. Obviously, you know, we've discussed about the equity in the team, the opportunity to, to potentially buy a team later on that all we've done. 
And we'll say that was enough. But on top of that, I'm going to go have a side conversation here without anything being agreed privately and be like, uh, make it worth my while, Apple. Like, how am I, how, how, how's your, uh, how are your subscri- subscription numbers doing? Do you not want to release a, a, a number? <laughs> okay. How would you like to, how would you like to 10x that? How would that be, would you like that, particularly on this half season? Um, and then also Adidas, again, I think he could probably get whatever he, similar to the Michael Jordan uh, Nike movie that we he probably could get whatever he wants out of Adidas and they'd be glad. They're glad to sell more jerseys. They don't, there's only so many Argentina jerseys you can sell. Like, what if we just had another jersey that he could wear? We could sell. That'd be great. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be. Inter Miami is going to have like four colorways, by the way. <laughs> Next year, five, six. And, and, and you have to, and you have to think, you know, you look at where Leo Messi has played. He's played at, He's played at Barcelona. He's played at PSG. I believe PSG was Nike, and then they went to – I think they went to, like, Jordan or something like that, like the whatever the Jordan clothing oh, yeah. line. Yep. So it, they've had – obviously, they've had uh, it, him at Argentina, so they've been able to sort of use that. This is the first time I think Adidas – who he is an Adidas athlete. You know, he has signed, signed contract with Adidas. Uh, this is the first time they've had him in a jersey that they actually – a club jersey that they actually sell and a jersey they know is going to sell well. So – um, who's, the, who's the shirt sponsor for Newell's Old Boys? I have no idea. Are they, are they potentially Adidas? <laughs> Maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But um, I want to I want to get back to sort of, and I think the the Apple part is the most intriguing about this because every everybody was mm-hmm. talking up, everybody was talking about like, oh, Saudi is giving him a bunch of money, and and, and Saudi is, uh, how can you turn away one point the billion dollars or four hundred million five hundred million dollars? I I think first of all, I, I mean, at a certain point, I think for money there is a diminishing returns. I mean, how much? You've got five hundred million dollars. Is the f- extra five hundred really, million really? I mean, I guess if you have aspirations of being an owner, maybe I don't know. But I, I think I think what the way Messi's looking, I think there's also something to be said. You know, you look at what Ronaldo's doing, and Ronaldo went to Saudi Arabia. And I I know if you asked Messi, I say that I didn't play any role in it. I, I was really I was thinking about my family. My family didn't want to live in Saudi Arabia. I wanted to live in Miami. But I imagine that also was playing in his head, where he was like. Ronaldo used to be just as popular as me. Used to, he was a Nike athlete. He was all over the Nike, and then he went to Saudi Arabia. When's the last time you saw a highlight involving Cristiano Ronaldo in Saudi Arabia? If you've heard his name, it's to say Cristiano Ronaldo unhappy. Oh, I'm sure would he like is. to leave Saudi Arabia. I'm sure he is. You, that's all. That's all that you'd hear you, about him now. So for for sure. So I think that played a role. He's like, well, look, like yes, I, I go, I get the money. And I, you know what, I can find my way. Yes, maybe I don't get the four hundred million a year or five hundred million a year. I, I'm sure the billion dollars. I think maybe was I, I would willing to bet is a little bit oversold. I think it was like a billion over three years. He's like, you know, I'm. I think I can make that with this, you know, sh- revenue share with Apple, with the deal with Adidas, with all the other sponsorship and other opportunities that are going to come my way by going to the United States. I can more than make up those funds. Where if I go to Saudi Arabia, I'm potentially throwing that all away because I'm not going to be in a place that is visible. Um, so I'm, I am certain that played a role in this. I think this, this almost makes the Apple deal look like a stroke of genius because it almost seems like that plays a major role in bringing Messi in here where he can literally be shown all over the world with this like global Apple TV deal. So, Oh, you mean for for the league, for the league's perspective? Oh yeah, for sure. I think I, you know, and I bet you that that's part of this, right? That had to be, this is not a new conversation. This has been a wet dream for Don Garber for five years is to get messy over here i think i don't want to oversell the apple deal from Messi's perspective okay so right now uh, an apple subscription costs 40 dollars for the rest of the season they're not going to give him more than 10 percent additional cut i don't imagine apple is loath. apple doesn't even give app store people like 30 percent. so i don't know how much they're going to give Messi. i think 15 percent is probably the max you could expect uh 
out of a $40 subscription times, what do you want to say? Well, I mean, next year it becomes $80. Like, I mean, sure next year, but I'm saying like for, I'm saying just, just for like off the bat right now, how many, and that, so it's new subscriptions. So if they subscribe now and re up, does that count? Does he still get, does he get it in perpetuity? I don't know. Is it just new? Anyway, I, I think that the the real the real winner here for him, I, I would imagine, was the the Beckham like, and we don't have the terms yet, but the Beckham like option to purchase a team without an expansion. I've team. heard, that I've is, heard that is not in the contract. I've heard that the all right. Well, we will yeah. see this week. I would, I, I would suspect if that is in the contract, absolutely. And, and there, absolutely. And, and if you thought the rumors were crazy flying around this. This this it, the the what is in this contract is going to be probably never publicly released, but there is going to be. You don't think so? Uh, maybe uh, maybe there'll be some of it. I'm sure. Um, you know, obviously the Beckham thing was a big deal, uh, but the amount of rumors flying around before the contract signed about you know what what he's being offered, what he's doing with this. That's, that's how the whole rumor about oh well the NMLS owners are chipping in on this deal, and then everyone's like oh look at this would, they, would this would this happen in Europe? Would this happen in 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 Premier League? Somebody said this. The problem is on Twitter, everyone it's flat. Everyone is the same. One one joker who is like, and I forgetting his name, and I, if I remembered it, I wouldn't want to publicize it, is a guy who like considers himself an MLS expert, is not employed by anybody, and just tweets. He said that. I remember seeing that tweet originally. And even then I was like, well, it would be good. I would I would support that. <laughs> if that were true, I that okay, good. Need him in the league. Uh, but it, that's the dumbest part about this. It's We thought this league was a bit of a circus from a media perspective when Beckham was here. That was a million years ago. <laughs> it's going to be, imagine how it is now in 2023. Um, it's just going to be insane. Yeah. Also, do you think he ever gives an interview in English? I don't, I, I think, I think that that's the underrated, that that's the interesting part about this because when you had Beckham, when you had Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I mean, they, they made the care, they made the, the circle, they made the, the rounds. Uh, Messi is not a charismatic guy. He's he's not, and I'd say he he does I, he does all his talking with the soccer. Um, he's not a guy who you know he has a he has a wife. He's very quiet. I would say almost boring to a certain extent um, with him. So I think you'll see him in commercial, like you know you'll see him in the silent uh, commercials. You'll see him in 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 a lot of the ads, uh, but you will not see him. You will not really see him sort of contributing. I think I think his talk, and that's to me the most fascinating part about this because I don't think we've had a player like this who kind of transcend soccer or transcend sport based based purely purely on his um uh, on his on his soccer talent like Beckham came here he was a he was a good soccer player like don't get me wrong but he was most known for the fact that he married one of the Spice Girls like let's be clear he was famous he was a good same he was a good yeah. soccer player that was the most and, famous. and also the notion uh, what I hope this leads to what I hope this leads to two things one thing is I hope it leads to we and you know we, we contrast this with the sort of the bad side of what happened with MLS this week, which was they lost to a average Mexican side in Leon in the champions league. And a lot of the conversation was drum up about, about roster sizes and, 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 and funds and everything like that. We talk about the one thing that Beckham sort of transformed, which was the invention of the DP rule. Do we see, you know, with all these players wanting to come play for Messi do we see MLS? And I think they should. They should definitely do this. Like, if, if you want to, if you want to really, it's it's time to start pour, pouring some gas on the fire now. And and yeah, as a DC <laughs> fan, you may not like this, but Ted is right. Ted is Ted is. If you're if you're Don Garber and all this line of world class players or formerly world class players are banging on your door saying, "I would like to play. Let me let me play here. 
give me the the money so that I can play here. Do you say no? In the in the interest of controlling costs for your Columbus Crews and your and your Colorado Rapids, I don't I don't think you should. I, I, or your DC United. <laughs> I mean, you can do it. You can do it too. Like you can increase, like get, like open up another debt. We have been stuck at three designated players for what, 10, 15 years now. If you want to keep yeah. the same archaic rules, open up another designated player slot, increase the salary cap, grow the league. To me, the most impressive, I, I think what, I think what this, what almost the, uh, with the salary cap, you'll talk about how much, you know, how much Leon spent on a left back or something. It was like more than the entire salary of, of basically of LA on a left back or a right back or one, one of a wing back basically. Uh, and, you know, I think the notion is, is like, it's really impressive that MLS is sort of drawn so even with Liga MX, despite the salary depressancies. And I think that almost speaks to the fact that MLS players are probably extremely undervalued. Like your, your John McCarthy's, your, uh, your Aaron Longs, those types of guys are extremely undervalued for what they make, and that's because of the salary cap. So I don't know. Now, the the con the converse of that is if you look at Liga MX, it's extremely top heavy. There are there are four clubs that spend money, and then there are a bunch of teams that are not spending any money and have no chance. Still spending eleven. Uh, I mean, Leon's not a big spender, and they still spend eleven million dollars. Like, I mean, I'm just talking about like like I'm not saying we need to blow everything up. Just get us a little closer. Like, increase the value, create more depth. Like, you look at DC. I mean, part of the reason they're in the situation they're in is because again they have to sort of maximize that depth, and they and they've spent on three DPS, but that also means they have less money to spend sort of down the roster, and they also have a massive weight of another contract. So. I don't know. Just I think increasing that increasing that uh, that depth can be can be pretty big. I just want Arthur Blank to buy DC. <laughs> I, just, I, I bet I, maybe maybe the maybe the new commanders owners will will step in. Yeah. Yeah. What's a little or pocket Ted change for the, or somebody well, else to, to like invest? If Ted can't buy the Nationals, uh, you need a new plaything. <laughs> you need to you can put us under monumental sports. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. It's fine. Bring Dave back. Yeah. Make it work. Anything else you want to drop about drop about Messi, or you think we've, we've... congrats to uh, Julian Gressel for making the Gold Cup yes. roster? And we miss you, Julian Gressel. We um, need a we elite do. win back then. Oh boy! If only we ever had one. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, hey, um, uh, you want to do a trade, Vancouver? Uh, we'll we'll send you Ravel yeah. Morrison. I got a Dahomey. <laughs> send you Ravel <laughs> Morrison uh, for for Julian Gressel. Just wait, straight swap, no questions asked. I know that he still uh, Ravel still has his Instagram password on his phone, so he's still posting. So he's alive. We have a proof of life. Ravel is he alive. He's never going to play for another. Him. No one. He's never going to play for another team ever again. No, no one's going to be able to you match his salary. Yeah, it, he's just like. Well, you're right. You're right. He may just be like, it's it's like the no one wants to work anymore, <laughs> but for soccer players. <laughs> I mean, why would you, man? You're you're making like close to a million dollars, and like no one is going to match that salary. You're gonna want to. You're not gonna want to let go of that contract. You know, it's you just, I, you just say, forget it, dude. Like, yeah, just hopefully, hopefully, pay, pay, pay out the rest of my contract, and and maybe we'll talk. So I don't know. All right, folks, I think that's gonna do it uh, for this episode of United Six. Stick around though; we got Washington Spirit talk coming up. If you're on the live show, or check out Kindred Spirits as well. We're gonna definitely talk. Uh, talk about this. Thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry again for the delay last week. It was a busy week for us. We're back. I'm uh, my my suitcase is over there. It is empty. It does not have clothes <laughs> in it for multiple weeks. So I'm here, which also means patreon.com slash refugees. There'll be a Friday show, uh, which I will be able to talk about the Wednesday Washington Spirit North Carolina Courage Challenge Cup game, which is happening uh, in two yes. days, one day, whatever. All right, folks, let's go do it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Vamos. Vamos.
Thanks again to our show sponsor, Monday Development, available to help you with all of your real estate needs. To get started on your next real estate investment, visit mundydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com.